Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to the Docs Sportscast today. Uh, so we are here currently, we are recording this uh, just at halftime of the Eagles-Buccaneers Thursday night game. Um, you guys will know by tomorrow who ends up uh, winning that game. Uh, obviously right now it's 21-7 uh, to with the Buccaneers ahead. And uh, we would imagine that the Buccaneers will continue to uh, stay ahead in this game and, and get the victory. Uh, it's what we anticipated on Wednesday, uh, what we said would happen. <coughs> and uh, it's not really a huge surprise to us. Uh, you know, actually, you know, FanDuel, I took Zach Hertz, uh, Zach Hertz as a, a player in this game. I knew he would be a really good option out there. And uh, I know that Jalen Hurts does uh, tend to look for those tight ends uh, in the red zone. And uh, luckily enough, we were able to get a touchdown in the first half from J Zach Hertz. So that bodes well for us in that FanDuel matchup. We'll see how the rest of it goes. Um, I don't really see... Very many scores coming for the Eagles in this game. As you saw toward the end of the game, uh, Jalen Hurts threw uh, a pick. Um, luckily enough for them, Tom Brady came back and threw a pick. Uh, that will not happen very often. You can't rely on that. And so uh, the Eagles will not be able to re rely on Tom Brady throwing picks in the second half, let me tell you. Um, <clears throat> what, what I will say is that uh, from this game, Again, we said it earlier in the week, there is going to be bad Jalen Hurts and there's going to be good Jalen Hurts. Um, the bad Jalen Hurts is is going to happen when you are down in games and he has to play hero ball. Uh, that's just that's just what it will be. Um, this team is not built to have him be a, a run-first impact type of player uh, right now, and he's just not at that experience level of a, a Lamar Jackson to be able to uh, play hero ball, uh, passing the ball late in the games uh, to come back. Uh, I just don't see that happening. Uh, if it does, I'll be shocked. Uh, I think Tampa Bay will continue to just hold ground in this win. Um, yeah, so uh, really kind of what we anticipated there. Moving on from Thursday night games, what we're going to do is we're actually going to talk about a little bit about uh, a couple things going on. So first off, we're going to talk about Kyrie Irving. Okay, guys, um, Kyrie Irving, uh, NBA basketball player, plays for the uh, Brooklyn Nets. Uh, well, he is uh, getting paid by the Brooklyn Nets. I'll say that because he's not playing for them currently uh, because he's not getting the vaccine. Um, and because of that and the way things work in New York, uh, he is not allowed to play home games. And so for that purpose, you know, he's not going to be at practice, things like that either. Um, uh, essentially, you know, he's removed from the team at this point in time. And uh, the team does not want him to play if he's only going to be playing in away games, which I agree with. I think that's unfair um, to have him just do that and pay him his full salary, things like that. So he is not reporting uh, to practices, things like that. He's not going to be reporting to games. Uh, he has the ability to lose up to like 380-something thousand dollars uh, per game, I believe it is, uh, that he doesn't show up to, things like that. And uh, he has come out with the stance that he is going to stick with this. He is not going to uh, go and get the vaccine uh, just because he's being told to and uh, he's putting up a big front about this. Here's the thing, guys. Kyrie Irving came out and said that he is not anti-vaccination. He came out and said that he is not against vaccinations. Okay, He uses the term anti-vax. A lot of people are using the term anti-vax. Um, I don't know if I really use that term. I think it's kind of a weird term to use for people, but he is not against the vaccination. He has no issues with it. So my thing is, why the heck are you not... <laughs> I don't understand. Why the heck are you not playing? Okay, If this was tennis... If this was boxing, if this was golf, okay, do whatever the heck you want, okay? But you 
are on a team. This is a basketball team, all right? And you are not there for your teammates. This tells me that you are a selfish individual, especially if you don't have an issue with the vaccine. You are being a very selfish individual, okay? Earlier in the week, uh, I was paying attention to, you know, some ESPN um, broadcasts, things like that, and uh, Marcus Spears, uh, who they call Swagoo, said Kyrie, uh, and, and I agree 100%, 100% with Marcus Spears on this, um, and I don't agree with him on a lot of things, but I do agree with him on this. He said, Kyrie, you made a commitment. You made a commitment, you signed a contract um, to play for this team, and now you are not against the vaccine, but you're choosing not to play, okay? Stephen A. Smith agreed with him and how this is a travesty and how, you know, Stephen A. Smith even said, like, this is him being lazy. This is him wanting to sit and not play, okay? Welcome to the world of the NBA right now because this is so frustrating. You see guys like Kawhi Leonard who doesn't want to play. You know, he wants to just sit and sit until it comes to the playoffs. Guys are getting lazy. LeBron James set out tons of games last year. Anthony Davis set out tons of games last year. Guys are going to continue to sit and rest because they can, right? Because, oh, I'm the superstar. I'll whine and cry and sit a lot of my games, and, you know, hopefully we can squeak in the playoffs and turn things on. Guys, that's not how it works. You need to stop being lazy. You need to stop having guys like Luka and Giannis Antetokounmpo um, go out there and show you up. Because they play every game. They play as much as they can. They don't take rest days just because they can. They don't want to sit out games. So this is really frustrating that American-born players are sitting there and just being lazy over and over. But I get back to Kyrie with, you made a commitment. And and Marcus Spears talked about you made a commitment and you signed a contract and you're not holding to that. <coughs> Stephen A. Smith agreed with him. I just want to let that be known that that was said on uh, ESPN um, earlier in the week. And I want to make sure that people are aware of that if there ever comes a situation for holdouts in the future because there, I guarantee Marcus Spears or Stephen A. Smith is going to be on the side of a certain player. Uh, if, if they choose to hold out and they want their money, they're going to side with them. No, this is the same situation. You signed a commitment. You signed a contract. You are committed to that team and that organization, and you're choosing not to play. Okay, so don't sign the contract if you're not willing to do it. All right, same thing here with Kyrie Irving. Again, he made a commitment. He's not there for his teammates right now. He's being selfish as anything right now. Um, and Molly, I can't think of Molly's last name uh, right now, but Molly is the host of that show. Um, you know, she kind of keeps uh, you know everything going uh, on that show properly. Uh, she said that she thinks that Kyrie's heart is in the right place, and when she said that. I'm sitting there thinking, okay, well, I don't know what you're talking about, so I'm just going to think that that's an okay comment. But then she said um, he feels this bigger calling. And if that's where she's coming from, if she feels his heart is in the right place because he feels this bigger calling to make awareness to people losing their jobs because of COVID and, and people losing their jobs because they're not willing to get a vaccine, if he feels a calling to bring awareness to that, he needs to play basketball. He needs to get on the court. He needs to go out there and ball out. He needs to have the 40-point games. He needs to play amazing games. He needs to go out there with such energy that he's going to be interviewed post-game. He's going to be interviewed on the court right after the game's done, and he's going to have a voice. 
to sit there and tell people about this and make awareness for this. Play ball. Get post-game press conference media and voice awareness of this issue, okay? If you really think it's an issue and you you feel there's a calling for it because you feel bad for people that are losing their jobs because they're not willing to get a vaccine, then play basketball and use that as a platform to create awareness for this, okay? It's absolutely stupid that he's sitting there and he's saying, oh, I'm just going to sit out. I'm just not going to play because, you know, this is this is my way to, to create awareness for this. No, this is just a way for you to create drama and be talked about in the media and stuff like that. You're all about yourself, Kyrie. We all know that. We all know that from the way things have happened over the last, you know, year. You are all about yourself. I, I know that. I, I know that you are all about yourself and, and you really think highly of yourself and you think you know better than most people out there, okay? I'm not here to say that that I know everything, but what I am here to say is you signed a commitment to be there for your team. You are not doing it because of something that you don't have an issue with personally doing, and you want to make awareness for a situation by not playing and not being in post-game press conferences and not being in halftime press conferences and 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 th- half halftime interviews and things like that because you had a good game so you're ultimately keeping yourself from making this a bigger platform you're keeping yourself from bringing awareness to this at the scale that you could so i think it's ridiculous i, I think you're being absolutely stupid and um i will not be a Kyrie fan um the rest of his career i just will not this guy has done too many things that's just stupid and bonkers um and you know people have talked about oh he might retire there's been rumors of him retiring good let him retire please let him retire i would be glad to see him retire that way the nets aren't stuck with this player who doesn't hold up to their commitment doesn't give a crap about the organization or the team um let's get rid of him and let's get back to playing basketball and let's let's talk to the guys let's interview the guys let's give the power and the influence and the interviews to guys who are playing basketball who are holding up to their end of their bargain of their contract let's give the 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 media attention to those guys who are doing the right things on the court by playing and if they want to voice their opinion about something they can okay that's what needs to happen um so let's let's stop talking about Kyrie. let's let this go and forget about it because when he sees that he's not going to be in the limelight and people aren't talking about him he's going to start playing again Okay, because that's who he is. That's who he is. He's all all about himself, and he wants to see himself be spotlighted. That's all. That's all this is about, guys. So, anyway, that's that's uh, the one topic going on right now. Um, the next topic talk about again. We talked about it the other day. Was is John Gruden? We're going to talk real quick about the Washington football team. Um, here's the thing, guys. I am frustrated with is the NFLPA and. Um, you know the the NFLPA primarily is is what we're talking about here. They they want to make sure that uh, it's publicly uh, they, that the uh, emails, all the emails um, that were investigated in the investigation with the Washington Football Team are released and made public and that type of thing. <clears throat> and they said they want to do that because they want to check and see and make sure that if there is a racial issue. Um, in the Washington football team's organization that it was factored into the investigation with the Washington football team before and factored into Dan Snyder's punishment 
of letting his wife run the team, which is not a punishment. It's basically giving Dan Snyder a vacation during the day, and then he tells his wife what to do at night when they, you know, go to bed. So, um, so here's the thing with it. I don't understand why it would matter if race was or was not a part of this investigation with the Washington football team. Um, I don't want anybody to take that the wrong way. This is not me saying that something doesn't matter. This is me saying that what happened to the women in that organization, the emotional abuse, the, quite frankly, trauma that, that that happened to them day in and day out in their careers, the trauma that happened to the cheerleaders that were forced to you know, go to season ticket holders yachts and and things like that and, you know, be flaunted around in certain ways. Like the trauma that happened with that, the emotional pain, the day in and day out harassment and and things that happened to these women physically like actually happened to them. It actually happened and occurred to them in their face every day and it was a lifestyle and environment they had to live in, a toxic environment to live in. Okay. If, for some reason, you know, these, these emails come out and they talk about how, you know, all, all these emails are, are out there from John Gruden about, you know, racist comments or whatever, okay? The thing that I'm going to say is that sexism and racism, okay, they're both very bad things. They're both very bad things. I don't think either of them is worse than the other. They're both equally evil things, okay? Um for a, a woman to be demeaned and abused and put down and not given opportunities just because she's a woman, that's not fair. That's not right. For a man who is of a different race than someone else to be demeaned and put down and abused it is not okay either. They're, they're both just as evil as the other. So these things physically actually happened and occurred and caused trauma firsthand to these women okay, in the organization by people there if there is emails about racism and things like that going on and those emails are being traded and whatnot there are emails back and forth between people that are talking about people behind their back okay it's emails being said and it's not directly being associated with the person it's not causing trauma towards them it's not causing emotional strain towards them it's not impacting them directly in the way that these women were impacted so yes i understand that you know it is it is another level of things that are wrong with this organization my question is like why does anybody think anything's good about this organization like everything's been wrong with this organization like we've known that but if people want to sit and say Okay, well, now the NFL can get rid of Dan Snyder. Now the NFL can do more because of racist emails. That's going to frustrate me because that in itself is saying that racism is held higher than sexism. It is it is being held in a higher regard of how how bad it is and how how punishable it is. Okay? When, especially the fact that there are emails and things that aren't directly associated to someone. They're not directly impacting someone. Like, 
what's worse, someone emailing something racial to a coworker and they're, you know, having racist emails back and forth together with each other or you know, two guys standing around a cooler and you know, actually harassing a woman at the office. Like physically harassing her where she, or, or emotionally harassing her where she's actually hearing it firsthand from them. I mean, you know, you, you have to be able to make the argument that those racist emails are not actually hurting that person they're talking about. Because, because they're not known, it's still just as bad that they're doing it. It's still just as bad a mentality. It's still, it's still wrong. But to actually physically tell the person and to not be afraid of saying and doing those things means it's on it's a higher level that they actually think it's right they think it's okay to do that you know if people are trading emails back and forth but amongst each other and they're not willing to like show those actions and say it in person that means they know it's wrong but if people in a workplace are willing to put down women and demean them and degrade them that means they don't think it's wrong they think it's normal to do that so I, I just I just wanted to say that out there because, you know, it they're both just as evil. They're both just as bad. They're both just as wrong. Anytime that you are putting someone down, anytime that you think wrong of someone or or have this preconceived notion that someone is a lesser person or a worse person or a bad person just by an appearance or just by what that person looks like or or a trait that that individual has you know without knowing anything about them it's wrong it's wrong you know um and i hope that you know from this you know we see that the nfl at least holds to that stance of integrity there because if they come out and all of a sudden they get rid of Snyder and things like that, and it's because oh, racism racism was found to have happened too. Well, I know, but that that's not worse. Now, I would I would be absolutely fine with them getting rid of him. I hope they do. I want them to, and the way that I think that it should play out, and I would be, and I I would see the rationale here is that well, it went beyond this one offense. He had both offenses that racism was thriving in this organization as well as sexism in this organization. And both of those things combined together is what is causing us to be able to make this move and get rid of Daniel Snyder as the owner. Great. I absolutely agree. hundred percent. I think he needs to be gotten rid of anyway. Um, there's just going to be more and more things coming out of the woodwork um, with things that he's done wrong with the organization because it's a horrible organization right now. So, again, I want Daniel Snyder out of there. I understand that if there's racism, yes. If there's racist emails and things like that that are, that are out there and, and it becomes something that it's a, it was a regular practice in that organization or whatever for a certain period of time, yeah, that, that makes it worse. It makes it a worse situation. But if you take it one for one, what happened to those women is probably worse because it actually happened to them in their face every day, and it was a culture of thinking that it was okay to do that. Um, but I think both of these things compounded. Hopefully that gives the NFL the cojones to be able to say, 
hey, I'm going to get rid of Dan Snyder. We're going to remove him from being owner. We're going to remove his wife from being owner. The whole family's going to have nothing to do with this. Because that's what needs to happen, guys. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, um, we'll talk a little bit about the Sunday slate. And I'm sorry, guys, I'm a little still getting over a, a bit of a cold that I had. Um <coughs> that my wife shared with me um the other day so i'm still getting over that so sorry about some of the coughs and stuff like that um you know just trying to just trying to get rid of it i'm I'm done with everything it's all it's all gone by now i'm just getting over it i've got like some lingering effects from it really that's all all it's really there right now but talking about the upcoming games on sunday's slate um so, really exciting set of games. Um, we have the 9-30 game. Uh, again, this week, Jacksonville versus Miami. Uh, exciting game um, to watch. I, I, I think it is. I think it's an exciting game to watch because it's two bad teams. When you got two bad teams, hey, maybe it'll be a good game. Um, <coughs> so, Tua Tungabailoa is potentially coming back playing in this game. Um, if that happens, I think that the Jaguars might get their first win of the season. Um if he doesn't play, then I think that Miami will win and get their second win of the season. Um, this is a game that, you know, it's 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 two pretty rough teams right now. Um, Jacksonville, I think, has a decent running game. I think they're starting to figure out some of their weapons and things like that and start clicking a little bit on offense. Defensively, I don't know if they have enough if steady uh, Jacoby Brissett gets in there and plays well. Um, but if Tua goes out there, I mean, he, he can make some mistakes and he can lose you games. So... I don't know. We'll see. There's a lot of pressure on Tua Tungavailoa at this point, and I'm telling you guys, uh, and I've said this before. I don't think him. He was the right move. I don't think he was the right person to, to draft. And uh, you know, <clears throat> definitely looking back on it, I'm sure they would rather have Justin Herbert right now than what they got in Tua. So, um, anyway, yeah, from that game, honestly, I think Jacksonville is going to get the win. Um, I think Tua will play. I think Jacksonville will end up pulling out that win. From this game, uh, fantasy-wise, I would say uh, daily fantasy and stuff like that, look for James Robinson to have a great game. Um, He is the one player I would take from this game and want on my roster. Okay, next up, Chargers versus Baltimore. Man, this is going to be an exciting game. I am so stoked for this game. I'm definitely going to be watching it. Baltimore against the Chargers. I, I mean, honestly, I think Chargers are one of my favorite teams right now to, to possibly go to the Super Bowl. Um, I, I think they have every piece that they need to be one of the top you know, three, four teams in the league. Baltimore, same way. They're really hot right now, and uh, I do worry about that run game. They're not getting things going without J.K. Dobbins. Um, you know, Lamar Jackson pretty much is their run game. <clears throat> and so for that reason, you know, like when's Lamar Jackson going to tire out? Is he possibly going to get hurt? Like these are things you have to ask yourself because he is. It happens. It happens. Especially the more that you have the ball, the more you're running the ball and stuff. He's not built like a running back, so injury is something you got to worry about. And I'd be very cautious if in Baltimore with continuing to play that style of football. But if that's what you have to do to win, that's what you got to do, right? So anyway, um, honestly, I look for the Chargers to win this game. Uh, I think Baltimore is gonna. Uh, I think they're really hyped after that last win and i think they they put a lot of energy out on that field um i i just i think that it was a little too much for them uh to to deal with coming back in overtime like that and i think they're going to be um i don't know i think it's just gonna be a little bit of a letdown in that game for baltimore uh and and their fans i think the chargers will end up winning in that game though uh honestly uh i would look for 
um, Austin Eckler and Lamar Jackson. Those are the two guys that, that you want to go with in that game. Um, hundred percent green Bay up against Chicago, man, this is not going to be a good game. I, I don't believe, I don't believe it's going to be a good game. I think green Bay is going to route them. Uh, Chicago is without one running back and pretty much two running backs now because, uh, Williams has, uh, tested positive for COVID. And, uh, so his status is in doubt. And I think that, uh, you know, that, I mean, who is it? Herbert, Khalil Herbert, um, I think is going to be their primary back at this point. I mean, good young rookie. I mean, a guy, a guy could play pretty well. I think he's a rookie. Might be second year. I'm pretty sure he's a rookie, though. But <clears throat> guy, he could play pretty well. Um, honestly, I think he could. But um, this is a game that Justin Fields is going to have to put up points. He's going to have to score, and he's going to have to play really well. And so far, he hasn't had to do that in the game that he got the win the last week. They didn't have to. There was a lot of distractions for the Raiders. They came out and didn't play well at all, and they didn't have to put up a lot of points. But in this game, they're going to have to. Green Bay is going to put up points. And so I think we're going to see some mistakes. I think we're definitely going to see some mistakes here from um, – Justin Fields and you know it'll be a growing situation like I said I think he's gonna be a great player but these will this will games like this will be the times that we see why um coach Nagy did not want to go with Justin Fields to start the season <clears throat> anyway next up is the Rams versus the Giants man you know kudos to Daniel Jones you know getting back in practice and and hopefully he can play in this game but uh you know th- this team is is broken right now they're broken I mean you know even if some guys are healthy. They're still going to be hurt. You know, Saquon, Saquon, Kenny Galladay, Daniel Jones from the concussion, um, Darius Slayton, Sterling Shepard, all these guys having injuries. And even Kadarius Tony was questionable, is questionable too. I mean, this is a team that is banged up as anything right now, and they're not going to get a lot of practice reps and stuff in if they do. Um, so, honestly, I, I think the Rams are going to roll in this game. It should be a pretty easy one for the Rams. Minnesota up against Carolina. Oh, actually, sorry. Let me get to some fantasy people. Um, for Chicago, I wouldn't want anyone. Uh, for Green Bay, I am looking at Devontae Adams. Um, that's a guy I want in that game. Uh, I don't think Aaron Jones is going to have a great game because Chicago's got a pretty good run defense. But passing the ball, no, he'll be able to. Aaron Rodgers will be able to throw that ball to Devontae Adams. Rams, I would honestly want to go with. Robert Woods. I think Robert Woods is going to play really well in that game. And then for the Giants, man, uh, it's really tough. I don't think I want any player on that Giants roster um, for this game. I just don't. Minnesota up against Carolina. And, man, so tough. We don't know if Christian McCaffrey is going to come back and play in this game. If he does, I think they beat Minnesota. If he does not play, I really think Minnesota edges it out. It's going to be a close game either way, in my opinion. Um, But... That that's really going to be the factor is if Christian McCaffrey can be back and and play in this game or not, um, even if he's not 100 percent healthy. I mean, look, 50 percent of Christian McCaffrey is better than 50 percent of the running backs in the NFL. So, um, yeah, that that's how it's going to go. And honestly, from fantasy purposes, I'm not going to go with Christian McCaffrey in this game. Actually, I would go with DJ Moore. I think he had a pretty rough game last week. I think Sam Darnold's going to fix that and they're going to get back on track together. And then Minnesota. I mean, I, I really think Dalvin Cook's going to come out and have a really good game. I think he's going to come out and play well, even though Carolina's got a really stout defense. I think, you know, Dalvin Cook hasn't played in a few games. He'll be ready to go. Um, Cincinnati versus Detroit. Uh, this is a game that, man, Detroit's not going to be able to win this game uh, just because 
Cincinnati can really put up points, and so they're going to end up outscoring Detroit ultimately. And in this game, fantasy-wise, I am going to go with it's, – it's a tough one, but I'm going to go with Joe Mixon. And for Detroit, I'm going to go with DeAndre Swift. I think DeAndre Swift will get a lot of pass catches as well out the backfield. And then Kansas City up against Washington. Kansas City up against Washington. Man, this is going to be Kansas City, but I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think. I think Kansas City is not playing all that well. They're having some down games. People are figuring them out a little bit. And I think they're having trouble um, with some some chemistry out there on the field. Um, honestly, from fantasy-wise and stuff, I would want uh, Daryl Williams Um I would want Williams in this game because he's so cheap on FanDuel and all the other sites. I would go with him in this game. I think he'll be able to get out there, make some plays from a rushing standpoint. Washington, um, you know what? I really want Terry McLaurin. I really do in this game because Kansas City has a bad defense. And Terry McLaurin is a focal point of Taylor Heineke. They showed some the, some chemistry already. I think he will get a lot of good looks and catches in this game. Next up, Houston versus Indianapolis. And I think that Indianapolis is going to roll in this game. I think Houston put up a really good fight last week up against New England. And I think the Colts are a little bit better than New England offensively. Um, so I got the Colts winning this game for sure. Um in this game, I would take Jonathan Taylor. I think he's going to run all over Houston. And then for Houston, I don't really want any of their players. I really don't. Um, I think that Brandon Cooks can have a good game, but I don't want any bit of this. Indianapolis has a pretty good defense. Arizona up against Cleveland, starting the 4 o'clock slates. Arizona will <clears throat> win this game. I, I think they're going to win this game. Cleveland is going to have to put up points. They can't just run the clock out. They can't just dominate the line of scrimmage because this Arizona defense is really good. And yeah, I think that bodes bad for Baker uh, because I just I, it bodes bad for Baker. Okay, it's a BBB triple B. I, I just don't see him playing all that well when a lot of pressures on him and stuff. He doesn't seem to perform all that well in big pressure situations. So look for Arizona to win this game. I would not want anyone on the Cleveland side. Uh, like I said, just great defense from Arizona, but from the Arizona side of things, honestly, I'm going to look at AJ Green. I'm really going to look at AJ Green. I think he's going to play pretty well based on some of the matchups and stuff that'll happen. Look for him to have a good game. Dallas up against New England. Okay. This game is 425 and man, <laughs> honestly, I think New England's going to give them a run for their money. I really do. I think New England's going to play them hard. Really tough game. Uh, I think Dallas will end up getting the win, but it's going to be close. It's going to be really close. Okay. Now, <clears throat> if I am looking at it from you know fantasy standpoint, I would want to take C.D. Lamb for Dallas and New England. Jacoby Myers. Look at Jacoby Myers, guys. Look for him to have a big week up against this Dallas defense. That's not that good. Okay. Vegas up against Denver. Denver's going to get this win. I think it's too much distractions for Vegas right now. I think they'll play well, but it's just too much distractions overall. I think these guys, I think there's going to be some guys on the team that kind of give up, don't really put in a ton of effort just with everything that happened. And it's understandable. They're shocked. They're, they're blown away by this guy they're supposed to trust and their coach. And I get it 100%. But Denver probably in the, ended up winning this game. For Vegas, I would go with Darren Waller. For Denver, I would end up going with, um, actually, I'm taking Cortland Sutton to have a really good game 
up against Vegas. And then um, the last game for Sunday is going to be Seattle versus Pittsburgh. And it's going to be Geno Smith up against Pittsburgh. And you know what? Upset alert, I got the Seahawks beating Pittsburgh. I got the Seahawks beating Pittsburgh because Geno Smith showed that he can score touchdowns, he can score points, and that's all you need to do to beat this Pittsburgh team because they can't score points. Okay, yes, I know they did last week. I know they did. I get it. And people will tell me that over and over. But I'm telling you right now, I go with consistency, and consistently they cannot score points. They can't do it. So I'm going to end up going with Seattle in this game. Yes, I know Seattle has a bad defense right now. They're not playing really well. But they do have a good offense, and I just don't trust Pittsburgh. I just don't. Now, that I, I think it's going to be a close game. <coughs> I, I do. I think it's going to be a close game. But this is a game that I believe is going to be upset uh, alert. Okay, and, and I say that because if Russell Wilson was playing, it wouldn't be an upset alert. It's like, okay, well, either of these teams could win. But with Geno Smith, everybody's going to be counting them out, and I really don't think they need to be counting Seattle out. Geno Smith showed some good things the other night. So, yeah, with that being said, we will wrap things up. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. I really appreciate it. I know we talked about some very controversial topics uh things like that out there you know let us know what you guys think um you know feel free to uh email us messages on on facebook let us know what we can do to make uh the content more enjoyable for everybody out there um please like share subscribe um you know share the content with your friends things like that uh, obviously tons of news things going on with the nba nfl sports world right now and uh you know nba is getting ready to start back up soon on tuesday so we're super excited for that um and the continuance of football but 28 to 7 right now third quarter five minutes 47 seconds left as tampa bay scored another touchdown uh look for the eagles probably to score a touchdown here on this drive um i think they will but tampa bay is going to end up winning this game so thank you guys again so much i really appreciate it and if you guys get the chance please uh subscribe uh like and share the content uh we really really appreciate it here on the channel so thank you guys so much Appreciate it, and we'll talk to you again on Monday.